Sir Balfour, the Tuna Brass, and Carson Sestouli. This is Fangar Sadio, my guest in this edition of the program, making what is roughly a monthly appearance, what I suppose you might characterize as a monthly appearance, contributor to CBSSports.com's Ion Baseball, and a resident on the front lines of apathy is Dane Perry. Dane Perry is the guest on this edition of Fangar Sadio, and uh, as is the case with all of Mr. Perry's appearances on the program, this one is accompanied by... A disclaimer, this is the disclaimer if you've come to Fangraph's audio looking for the same sort of crack analysis that appears in the electronic pages of that site. Do not continue. Uh, do not continue. Consider instead listening to uh, one of Eric Longenhagen's fortnightly appearances in the program. That's lead prospect analyst Eric Longenhagen's fortnightly appearances. One of Meg Rowley's uh, also fortnightly appearances. She's the new managing editor of the Harbaugh Times. Or Kyla McDaniel's appearances. I think also uh, roughly every two weeks. That is lead prospect analyst emeritus Kyla McDaniel. Uh, no, instead, what you will find here is merely a a, uh, a collection of exercises and experiments in nonsense. Uh, this is what you get with Dane Perry, and yet he continues to appear on the program. <clears throat> we will get to that conversation with Dane Perry momentarily. Uh, first, it is both my privilege and also my professional obligation to note that Fangraphs memberships exist for a reasonable sum. Uh, readers of Fangraphs.com can acquire a, a, a membership to support the great work that appears at Fangraphs.com. And for a slightly less reasonable sum, uh, readers are also able to acquire what is known as an ad-free membership, which allows one to browse Fangraphs.com without the burden of banner ads. The burden or the, the, the tyranny or the distortive effects of banner ads. Uh, let's see. We I will say Fangraphs membership and ad-free membership. Available at uh, Fangraphs.com, only at Fangraphs.com, by clicking, uh, going there, and then clicking a little bit around on the site, uh, Fangraphs.com. Okay, uh, that is uh, that advertisement now uh, complete. Let us move on to our conversation. What is it? Is Fangraphs Audio? Who does it feature? Uh, CBSSports.com's Ion Baseballs, Dane Perry. When does it begin? Right now. anymore well no i was just going to respond to the email you sent me you wanted me to look over that pc we're going to publish at ion baseball <laughs> is, that, is that what happened yeah you sent along a piece and you oh said, yes absolutely and you said carson yeah. trusted editor yeah could you take a look at this and respond with some of your thoughts and i thought i thought well, we clearly have very little in the way of content mm-hmm for our conversations for Fangraphs Study, so I thought I would just make it part of it. So your hypothesis, your thesis, right? Okay. That of this thing that I never sent to you. Okay. This document you send that you intend uh-huh. to publish is it, is it MS Word or Word Perfect? <laughs> it's. I mean, it's. I think you just use Notepad because you're going to have to put in HTML. All caps. Your hypothesis, right? Uh-huh. That okay. Cleveland's decision to get rid of uh, the Chief Wahoo symbol is an example <laughs> of reverse racism. <laughs> <laughs> I think I see where you're going with it, Dane. Uh huh. But I think I think you might yeah. have to make some make yeah. some changes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just for that, I'm gonna own the libs by ordering some Papa John's. <laughs> so, so this line in particular, okay, <laughs> it's where you say I don't want to have to push two for Mexican. <laughs> push what? Push two, you know, you call up Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, oh, okay, and they, okay. And you say, and they okay. make you push two for Mexican. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's going to endear you to readers. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, you know, if you build the wall, that no longer is the case. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and your claim. Uh huh. They say it. Why? Why can't we say that? Word? Right. I yes. also don't think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no one's ever. I've been asking that question since the early '90s. <laughs> yet, yet to hear a good answer. Yeah, we'll be deleting How many, a lot of this. By the all way. right, let me ask you. Let me ask you some questions. Yeah, <laughs> you familiar with uh, singer-songwriter Rico Suave? I assume. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> if I recall correctly, he recommended safe sex because it was good, <laughs> because it was good for your abs. 
I mean, the singer is Gerardo. Sorry, yes, right, right. Singer, right. And, the and song was Rico Suave. The song was Rico Suave. And he recommended safe sex because it's good for your abs. <laughs> was that remember, his... remember, do you, are you old enough to remember when we talked about safe sex? <laughs> when it was part of the cultural dialogue? Yeah, okay. So I think I was square in the middle of the generation for which okay. it, w- it became necessary. Right. I believe right. Salt and Pepper also suggested that we discuss safe sex. Uh, probably so. Let's talk about sex. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it was. I don't know if, if that was if it was a decision made by as a group, or if maybe Salt pushed it more, yeah. or Peppa, uh huh, or, or or the the DJ Spinderella. Spinner. That's right. That's a yeah. good. That's a good DJ name, by the way. Yeah, it is a good DJ name. I think maybe I, I lose track. I don't know. I don't know if Spinderella is still with us. She is good. Okay, good. I wouldn't have thought otherwise, but glad to clear that up. Yeah. Lisa Left Eye Lopez is not is no longer. She's with no us. longer with us, right? Yeah. So the what was the type of shirt? I gotta say, the burning down Andre Risen's house is a power move. <laughs> that was Lisa Left Eye Lopez. That was Lisa. Yeah, that was Left Eye. Okay, he became Gerardo. Uh huh. Gerardo. Or I I don't know. I've heard it Gerardo and Gerardo. Uh, yeah. Well, I think either one's. Acceptable. I understand the correct pronunciation would be Gerardo, but no. okay, <clears throat> that's fine. Gerardo. Actually, not not double R's there, so I guess you don't trill them like that. But. Yeah. He wore a certain type of shirt, which I believe is called a hypercolor. Is that right? I, I recall it being of an aggressive uh, hue. Yeah. Yeah, but hypercolor was, you could. Usually unbuttoned to the navel, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. That's what is known as a, as a deep V. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever come across. I've actually, I have observed, uh-huh. at least to the degree that it, pleases me to observe and i have not pursued it any further because i would i would think that facts might get in the way of yeah. some opinions i've formed facts are d- <laughs> well i'm gonna write hypercolor here because that we gotta return to that but i have observed very superficially that uh-huh. the v-neck shirt uh-huh. th- that it one can find different interpretations of it depending on the region for example okay. in portland oregon which is um you know a city of um unchecked right, pleasures familiar and license and <laughs> spiritual license and muscular work ethic yeah the v's go all the way down okay the v's go all the way down it's a it's a it's a v for now, is this like uh would you turn these portland v-neck shirts i've never been to portland sure. would you turn these as ironic v's i don't think that they're in this particular case no i don't think that they're ironic i think that okay i think that typically they're worn by young people who uh, are attempting? Who um, you know? I mean, they're probably they're the best they're ever going to look. These people. Okay. Is what I mean to say. Okay. Would you characterize them as dangerous teens? <laughs> yeah, but they, they, it's a deeper it's a deeper V. Whereas I do recall this is a this is a statement of fact. I went to whatever local shirt store in Madison, wow. Wisconsin, which is ensconced safely in the Middle West. Yes. God bless it. Um, protected on all sides by, you know, by field. Uh-huh. Madison, Wisconsin, by rolling fields. Except for the lake. Well, there are two lakes, yes, Mendota and Minona. I recall a big lake. Yeah. Right, now, wait, are you talking about Madison? Yeah. I'm so not, there are I, twin I, lakes. I realize it's not on Lake Michigan. I'm talking about, I've been to Madison once and I recall a large lake. Okay, well, you should also recall it's twin because there are twin lakes, Mendota and Minona. Okay, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and i i bought a what was advertised as a yep. v-neck <laughs> but it was really just a whiff of a v okay it was essentially a crew neck it just took a slight churn yeah at the yeah. at the top of the chest though and but well, you don't um, really get like plunging v-necks and t-shirts in, i mean in, I'm, t- I'm telling you on the west coast it's not uncommon all right fine yeah and I think here on the East Coast, uh, it's a... Uh, yeah, but they mean it on the East Coast. They mean it? Yeah. What does that mean? They wear a plunging V-neck because they f***ing mean it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm inclined to believe you, Dane. Okay, all right. You're more experienced than I am. You've seen, you've seen the world? Right, I have. Yeah. Anyway, why, why, why aren't we talking about V-necks? Gerardo? Gerardo? Mm. G-Money? Uh, well, because you had included him in your conversation about Chief Wahoo. Well, I think yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> it was a wide-ranging. Yeah, 
<laughs> I had some stuff to get off my chest, you know. It's not it's not the same conclusion that Chuck Klosterman would have reached. But the, <laughs> but the means the means of reaching it were the same. It was Okay. Chock full of pop culture references from the, Okay. from the 90s. Good. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, in Mississippi, reverse racism is something. It's different. In some uh, cases, people mean... I gotta straight. hear this. In Mississippi, reverse racism is just when you turn around, and but you're still racist. <laughs> you're just racist in the opposite direction. Reverse, yeah, reverse racism is just 360 racism. It's mm-hmm. just the same thing, except you turn what, what, around. Yeah. 180, actually, was his No, reverse. no, I'm saying it goes all the way around. Oh, it goes all the way around. Yeah, yes. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 racism in stereo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, speaking of geometry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about. Uh, <laughs> pardon me. I'm going to clear my throat a lot, much to the delight of certain listeners. <laughs> this is uh, let me think. Eleventh grade, Mr. Britt. Mr. Uh, Britt. Talk- uh, how many T's we got in there? Two. Two T's, Mr. Okay. Britt. B dog. And that wasn't like his first name, because I know that's like a Southern convention, right? Yeah, that, no, there's still that dynamic of formality with teachers. You don't, you okay. don't go first name. All right. Yeah. Get out of there with that. Okay. All right. So Mr. Britt taught geometry in 11th grade, and he absolutely did not give a shit, <laughs> which was to my benefit because I let, – let me, let me encapsulate my high school effort for you. I was in AP, the AP program, except uh-huh. for math, and barely graduated. Uh huh. Because of grades. So you and okay? Credits. And that yeah. was was that because of grades from other classes, or do, you were in the what were considered the advanced classes, but you also yeah. You also at uh, the same invested. time, I managed to fail multiple classes and barely amass enough credits to graduate. And so yet, I could have struck. It's a hard balance to strike. Mm-hmm. You know, being in the AP program, I don't know why I was in it, mm-hmm. and also being one of those, you know teeming masses being among the teeming masses who barely graduate and yet uh it's a photo finish leading up to that and yet both old miss and mississippi college flung open their doors to you yes in in the college admissions process dude i hey university of arkansas accepted me well yeah not that i was ever gonna go there mm -hmm. i i had good standardized test courses dueling anyway the point is back to mr Britt. mr Britt. I struggled badly with math in high school, largely because of complete lack of effort. Mm-hmm. And geometry, I had just gotten out of algebra and the geometry comes at me. And I'm like, what the hell is this? This is not, come on, this is different. All these shapes, what is this? <laughs> I had All no interest. Shapes. I had no interest in, uh, in doing the necessary work to adapt to that uh, little shift in focus there. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, Mr. Britt gave not a living about his students' academic advancement. What age? Was he like within shouting distance of retirement, maybe? I want to say he was probably early 50s, but he could have been like 31, and I just had no (laughs) grasp of age at that point, you know? He was among the older, so I don't know if I had a firm grasp. But I I would probably say he was mid 40s to early 50s. Okay. With the possibility that I'm horribly wrong. But like it first became apparent that he never checked homework. Like this is when I first realized this this might work for me. Like he never checked homework. We went like several weeks, maybe even multiple months without a test. His lectures were just absolutely listless. People would not pay attention. People would talk. People would throw things. People would get up and leave. And he would not care. And so a friend of mine named Jason at the time. On the occasion of the old first Jason. test, old Jason, old J Dog, he took the step because he had surmised, based on Mr. Britt's behavior, that he would not care if this was done. After some actual students handed in their test, he simply went up there, acted like he had to throw something away, and grabbed one of their tests that had been <laughs> handed in, like placed on a table. After they're done with it. Mr. Britt surely noticed this. He did not do anything. He simply kept on sitting there reading the paper. He glanced up. He had to have seen it. He did it. Jason copied the answers, passed it to me. I copied the answers, looked around to see if anybody else wanted to use it, and then went back up there and handed it in with mine. And this, we realized, you know, he knew this happened, and he did not give a shit. Okay. And that is how 
I got an A in geometry. This is what we would do. We would sit there. We would not do anything during class. Sometimes we would not go to class. We would go eat po' boys at Little Ray's. Sometimes during geometry, when the test would come around, we'd sit there, wait for someone who knew what they were doing to hand in their test, go up there and get it and copy it in full view of the teacher. That's how I got an A in geometry. To this day, I don't know about geometry. So that's uh, that's Mr. Britt. I, uh, to this day, I hope he's still with us. I would love to buy him a beer and thank him for his apathy. Because, <laughs> I mean, a real geometry teacher, I wouldn't have done what it needed to be done. And I probably would have not graduated high school. That is, um, I mean, that's a profile in, in courage of apathy. Courage, you damn right it is. <laughs> he... <laughs> I'll for, but I'll forever be grateful to Jason for taking that leap. Because I don't know if I had the stones to attempt that. You needed to... I needed someone to cross the Rubicon ahead of me. Yeah. Now, was Jason someone who would reliably... Was he, re, was he, was he reliably uncouth in this way? Uh, yeah, he was... I mean, he didn't, you know, he, didn't, uh, he didn't observe social compacts. I got in a fight with Jason in seventh grade. This was years before. Years before, yeah. And it was one of those fights where nothing really happens and the teacher separates you, the gym coach separates you. And so it had calmed down... And we were sitting on the bleachers, like waiting for what was going to happen next, like in terms of gym class, what they were going to make us do or whatever. And this had been several minutes, long enough for everyone to calm down. And I was just kind of sitting there kicking back on the bleachers and he got like a running start (laughs) and just like soccer style booted me in the ribs while I was sitting on (laughs) sitting on the bleachers, like full on, like attempting a 50 yard field goal. No. Just right in the ribs, and like by the time I realized he was running at me, I was like, I mean, I was like reclined, like sitting on one bleacher, leaning back on the one behind me with my elbows up, that kind of thing. <laughs> and I, I can't believe he didn't fracture something, but yeah, I mean, I always respected him for that. <laughs> I'm looking. I mean, you live. You're from one of the truly sad towns, Gulfport. Now, a couple, a couple things. Yeah. Now I am looking at the location of uh, Gulfport High School. Gulfport High School. It's yeah. now improved. I can't. Has, that's hard to believe, given what has I'm, viable facilities and stuff. Yeah. Now, first of all, I know this is something that you would not emphasize, no. but I noticed that uh, Gulfport High School is bordered on the south by Perry Street. Yes, Perry Street. So, yep. So I assume that your family were, um, you know, composed of town fathers. Actually. Interesting story. That street was named after me because of the great geometry gambit of 1989. <laughs> I'm also looking at I'm looking at Lil Ray's. Mm-hmm. And is it still there? It is still there. Okay, good. Now, if you were to, I mean, you can like you could walk out the front door of the school and like be there in two minutes. Yes, I've se- I see that too. It's just in the southwest end or corner yeah. of the school. Yeah. And what the folks over at Lil Ray's suggest okay now now is that uh, what you should do dane is you should stop by and let them put a little south in your mouth (laughs) yes indeed baby Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me tell you they could do that they put a little south in your mouth fried shrimp po' boy with the cold barks in a bottle (laughs) got your geometry right here mr Britt. yeah i got your geometry po' boy geometry let me tell you what the diameter of this is so you really, I mean, that that is some, I mean, that's some, like, real public school. Yeah, that, man, about. I mean, hey, public schools in Mississippi are last for a reason. <laughs> it's a proud legacy, and I hope, I, I'm sorry to see them improving, because I like to think going to a terrible school is character building. You'd like to think that? Well, you, I think it, uh, it'll send you to one extreme or the other, right? If you get through it uh-huh. and, and you survive, then, yeah, there are probably some benefits. Yeah, uh, but it's so. also it's also possible you could be taken down. Yeah, well, you know, punch your way out, punch your way out. There's not much you can't handle. Old Gulfport High School. Old Gulfport Admirals, Land Ho Admirals, Land Ho. Excellent basketball school, outstanding basketball program. Is that right? Yep. The Admirals. Yep. Do you guys produce any um, any I used talent? to beg for my parents to send me to the Catholic high school so I could continue playing basketball because I had no shot at playing at Gulfport High. No chance of making it. No, not at all. 
What does this mean? Dilly dilly. What is dilly dilly? Oh god, I don't give a shit. What is it? Wait, what do you? What? I don't even know what it means. It's just an article cites the words dilly dilly. It's all the. It's a Bud Light commercial, and everybody people do it now, and it's just awful. It's a Bud Light commercial. I think it was. I think it originated with the Bud Light commercial. <laughs> Something people do. Dilly dilly. Okay. All right. I'm just it's trying like to learn. The, I, they, I don't to... know. There's there's like beer commercials. They like the years ago. There's like the love you love you bro or whatever love you man, right. and that turned into a thing. And then it was like what's up, and that turned into a thing. And now I guess yeah. it's you always thing. say you always call me and you say what's up. Yeah, I don't do that. Hey, have you? Um, hey, there's a. It's hard to explain, but I'm gonna try to. Yeah. There's a show that what used to be on. It's not on anymore. But I watch clips of it on YouTube.com. Talking about Barney Miller? No, but what happens is it's this guy, right? He's pretending to be someone else. He plays a character whose name is pronounced Borat, all right? And he has a he has the funniest catchphrase. A lot of uh, times, he, uh, <laughs> a lot of times he'll be talking uh, about his uh, okay. spouse. All right. All right, that's enough. And he says he says it like this. He says, "My wife." That's enough. It's um, no more, no more. It's really funny. I could say yeah, it. Yeah, I get. I, I see I what could, you're doing. Stop. I could say Stop. it all the time. Yeah, I could say it uh, all the time. Yeah, those are those are great. That's that's fresh comedy. He plays. Comedy. He plays like. Tell a, me another kind of, Anthony Jeselnik story joke. It's next. a it's a classic fish out of water tale. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's see if Mr. Brett's still teaching at Gulfport High. Man, that would be outstanding. I can't imagine it, but I don't. I, remember, I don't remember his first name. If I ever knew it. Uh, yeah, office staff. There's a directory. Directory. There's no way he's still there. This has been so long no, ago. He's not there. He's not that, there. That dude took his retirement the second he was eligible. I can't tell you. <laughs> I, I one time did a, him for doing so. I one time did a... Well, I might have some bad news about Mr. Britt, actually. I'm just running across this. Hmm. Hmm. What do you think? Is that him? A lot of... Uh, a lot of what? James what? Britt. You think his name is James I landed, Britt? I landed on a link, and a lot of people named James Britt died. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. what are you going to do? That's rough go for James Britt's out there lately. But he's a, uh, but you'd say, you, you say that uh, you generally were sympathetic to his approach to life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're indebted yeah. to him, but but do yeah. you regard him as a as a uh, sort of a model of living in some ways? Uh, you know what? It, he was a. Uh, if this is how they want to play it, let him play it. You know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need dead poet society teachers. You know. Do you think that it's some? Do you think I it's, don't need Mister Chips? Wasn't he a? Wasn't he an ape? What? Mister Chips wasn't he an ape? An ape? Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was some book about an aspiring teacher. I've never. Oh yeah, I think you're right. Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Yeah, something like that. Oh yeah, he's played by an ape though. <laughs> well, it's a human. Everyone he's like it plays a human, but it's just a really advanced ape. Okay. Oh. I don't have any thoughts about that. So you're sympathetic to him and you you feel like he uh he was not going to intervene in your own miseducation. Right. Yeah. If this guy I mean, maybe he realized that this clown's never gonna use geometry. Who cares? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, I don't know. The older I get, the less I respect striving and ambition. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you are, your finger's on the pulse of my entire existence right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I mean, actually... I, I, I respect those who do just enough to get by mm-hmm. and then do what they want to do with the rest of their time. I do not respect these people who brag about their 80, 100-hour work weeks or whatever. Just in recent years, and it's somewhat it has to it actually has to do with thinking about baseball uh, because I spend I dedicate no small portion of my day to that. As you must. I've developed a contempt for what I would generally describe as innovation. <laughs> I think that innovation is a hostile practice <laughs> <laughs> because it is, represents an attempt to get ahead, and it is not a situation mostly, Dane. This attempt to innovate. You got the makings of a slate article here. Where it's not an attempt. What do we have? Sorry, what, what meal are we dealing with here? What, what? What do, what do you have here? What are you pouring in your bowl? Are those honey smacks again? Honey <laughs> 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 smacks. Have some blueberries, Stooley. Okay. Are they their main blueberries once again, I presume? Nope. Hmm. Okay. Just my ass for that, buddy okay. boy. Yeah. 
So there's this what this idea that I think that some harbor the notion that innovation is a situation where a rising tide lifts all boats. <laughs> you know? But it's not. Yeah. It's not I or or no, here's the thing. It forces the other boats up unless they right. want to drown. And they don't want to go up. They were fine. No, you have this whole you have this demographic of people who are striving. Right. Yeah. They are investing effort in an attempt to get ahead. Uh-huh. And these people need to stop. Yeah, I need to no, stop. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Because those of us yeah. who are entirely content with the status quo, yeah, and really just want to sit yeah. in a chair and and sip some wine, Dane. Yeah, it's not the natural world that's preventing. Now, obviously, so I like you know I'm looking outside right now. We have like a you know like a quasi blizzard occurring right now. We got one so headed I'll, our I way will, too, son. Yeah, so I will have to you know shovel or whatever later. Yeah, and we'll you know we'll prepare some food. This is to stay alive, but. That's fine. You know, that's fine. Those are the natural world has created, has set those limitations. But some of the other things that we're forced to do is simply because other human beings, they have diseased minds. No, I'm with you, dude. And they, they feel the need to get ahead. And, uh, yeah. You know, actually, Meg Rowley, who now is the managing editor of the Horrible Times. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, the Horrible Times. (laughs) She relayed an anecdote. Did I slip up there, Siskoi? No. I'd like you to roll back tape because I am going to insist that you said horrible times. <laughs> well, maybe that's I got confused because the times are horrible. Okay. She was, you know, she used to work in business. I don't know if you're aware of that. I think I've seen a reference to that before. Yeah. Meg Rally was knee deep in business. That's too she bad. worked. She worked at Goldman Sachs. Oh wow, that is yeah. knee deep. Jeez. It was her job at one point to serve. I guess a working for Goldman Sachs, she would work with people who wanted to create hedge funds. Okay. Which is already, when she was explaining this, I was like, yeah, yeah, fine. Already fine, because I don't understand it. Are you saying she should be in federal prison? <laughs> she, she said this to me. She said one time a potential hedge funder okay. right, came in. He was not 30 yet. He was not oh, yet 30. Oh. He, said, he said, I want to start a hedge fund. And they were asking him about what sort of capital he had, I guess. Uh-huh. He said, I personally have $100 million. <laughs> my, this is not, we're not done yet. Oh, said, yeah, I'm sure. He said, my partner yeah. has $50 million. And then he said, I have a... Meg used a term with which I was unfamiliar, but I'm prepared to use again. I actually prepared to use in whatever context I, I choose. He said, and I have a soft circle of friends and family... Who have $35 million. (laughs) This person had roughly, had nearly $200 million in ready capital. And I think, and Meg's response in her head, which is not something you're really allowed to utter aloud while you're in an office at Goldman Sachs, I presume, Uh was, why are you here? (laughs) (laughs) Why are you here? Like what? I mean, what's the what's the best case outcome from you already have a hundred million dollars? <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't imagine wanting to do anything mm-hmm. other than just unrelenting leisure. Yeah, right. If I had that kind of, if I had this kind well, of I figure you need to occupy yourself at some level just to make yeah, sure. Yeah, no, you don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I an engrossing hobby, sure. I would. You know. Yeah, yeah. You should see how good I'd become at jiu-jitsu if I were independently wealthy. <laughs> That's your – you make a beeline for Tony's jiu-jitsu studio? <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep, How well, uh, <laughs> How does jiu-jitsu differ from the other martial arts? What is its focus? Uh, it's basically submission wrestling. Okay, and that's yeah. your – I'm not, I'm not here to tell you I'm an expert or deeply mm-hmm. uh, experienced at it. It was an offhand remark still. Would you would you do any work with an arm bar in jujitsu? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've arm barred a mountain lion before. <laughs> would you call it an arm? I guess I've leg barred. Yeah. You leg barred a mountain lion. Yeah, I'm actually not too afraid of mountain lions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I just want to say that because because you're in Maine. No, but well, so I, I I used to live in Missoula, Montana. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a bad place to be if you're lady jogger. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The word yeah. the words lady jogger appeared on multiple occasions. Yeah. In yeah. the Missoulian. Yeah. And it was never for a good reason. Right. Yeah. The, it was usually lady jogger. 
colon mauled mauled by cougar yeah. mauled by mauled by cougar yeah well, or mountain they, 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 uh, they didn't use the term cougar there i'm sure there's i'm sure there's a difference i'm sure someone will point it out yeah i i think they like their predatory instinct is to attack from behind yeah and i've heard of like hikers who wear like hats that make it look like they have a face on the back of their head Okay, yeah, yeah. To try to dissuade mountain lions or cougars. Yeah, it's um, if you're on the you know the bigger side of being a human, you know, uh, you generally have a, I think, a pretty okay chance against mountain lions. They don't really want to deal with with bigger people. I yeah, think. just like open up your jacket and make yourself look big or something. Yeah, I think that's I think that's basically it. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that if uh, if we were pit in a steel right. cage match that <laughs> I would come out victorious <laughs> against a mountain lion. That's not my contention. You know, the rear naked choke is uh, informally known as the lion killer. Is it? So, yeah. So, get that sunk in. You'll do fine. Oh, this reminds me. I had, when I was a young man, uh-huh. I remember one of the first film trailers about which I developed a sort of irrational enthusiasm mm-hmm. was <laughs> for 1989 action sport film, No Holds Barred, mm. mm-hmm. starring... Hulk Hogan as oh. Rip and Tommy Lister as Zeus. I believe okay. Tommy Lister had a... I don't know if he actually has a lazy eye, but I believe his yeah, character... Yeah, I, I, I think that's real. Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. Yeah. But Tommy Tiny Lister apparently was... Um, um, he he appeared in a number of, of yeah. films as kind of because apparently he's he's also a giant person. I uh, on occasion I would confuse that title with Over the Top. Which is, okay, course, also Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now is that the one where he drives a big rig? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he is a trucker, an arm wrestling trucker, <laughs> who is attempting to maintain a relationship with his troubled son. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I think it might be one of those situations where um, Sylvester Stallone's character plays the lead. He's not sure who taught who more, him or his son, you know? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know? Yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah. Yeah. I recall when uh, it's almost the exact same things that Mr. Britt told me after he left teaching for arm wrestling. (laughs) Who do you think taught who more? <laughs> or do you think that you and Mr. Britt reached a sort of uh, a detente? Where you, <laughs> I, think, I, think we, uh, I think we probably taught each other a similar amount. <laughs> was it yeah. was it amount very close to zero? <laughs> it was approaching absolute zero. Or maybe maybe you taught you taught something. <laughs> it was it was the Kelvin of morality. <laughs> Zero Kelvin. Jason may have taught him something, you know. Jason, the first, taught, the first guy to go up there and take a test from the table. Oh. Where's Jason these days? I have no idea. Louisiana, I think. Okay. God, there's no way he's not like divorced. <laughs> Some might imagine that about you too, Dane. But you, I'd let I'd let him kick me in the ribs for old times' sake. <laughs> Maybe not a running start these days. I'm too old for that. <laughs> no, no. Good old Jason. Did Jason ever go? <laughs> did, Jeff, did Jason ever go out to old Ronnie's farm? Yeah, there's no doubt he was out there at some point. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they, they, yeah, they. I think the, uh, I think the Venn diagram in his and Ronnie's circle might overlap at some point. Yeah, he's probably out there. Looking are you trouble. are you eagerly looking forward to um, Howard Zinn's A People's History of Gulfport, Mississippi? <laughs> <laughs> I would read the <laughs> out of that. <laughs> That's uh, or maybe a Studs Turkle esque. <laughs> I would I would agree to be interviewed for that. <laughs> Studs Turkle's chronicle mm-hmm. of of Gulfport, Mississippi, circa <laughs> what? What are we? Nineteen eighty three, nineteen eighty seven. Since uh, Mister Turkle is among the departed, maybe you're the guy to take up this project. Might be. I've, I can know, put you in touch with the right people. Do you ever felt like you were Gulfport High's Teen Wolf? Or do you? <laughs> <laughs> or do you... I did not see. I I don't know anything about the new Teen Wolf. I understand. Oh, it's fine. I I don't either. But the, I think there's a lot to extract from the old Teen Wolf. But see, I, yeah, I don't I don't know what the similarities are. So yeah, but no, I would not describe myself as Gulfport High's Teen Wolf. Maybe the I, Teen I, Wolf I from, from the Jason Bateman sequel. Maybe. All right. Yeah. Did you ever have a friend? Yep. Named 
Then what? This is no. This no. Well, first of all, first of all, allow me to. You know, I don't get worked up very often, Dane. Yeah, I know, man. I know. I usually keep an even keel. Yep. I'm very picture of uh, the the Greek virtue of ataraxia. Yep. However, fire low and fall is, back at me, man. Come on. What I've you just, got? I've just I've just been a, become acquainted with with this newfangled Teen Wolf, and I am not happy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, you would have been if you if you were cast if you were one of the characters in the original Teen Wolf? And you did not play Michael J. Fox's. Okay, I haven't Howard. seen that in like thirty-five years. So we don't. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Would you have played his friend Styles? I wasn't a sidekick. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be cast as a sidekick. You're not. A, you're not a sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I was probably chaotic good. Mm-hmm. So whatever that would translate as, I wouldn't have been the jerk or the bully, but I would have been middle ground between sidekick and jerk bully. In other words, I wouldn't have been in the movie. I have a uh, <clears throat> this is this is new to me. You said you haven't seen the, seen it for thirty five years. This movie, uh, so it's possible that you would not recall this T shirt from the original. I've just, I've just sent it to you by way of electronic transmission here. I think I remember a T shirt from the from the movie. If you get a if you get a chance, would you just read it out loud? What that T shirt says? Oh, did you send it to me in this stupid app? <laughs> All right, let me see this here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The T-shirt, which is a black ringer tee, I don't like black T-shirts, by the way, says in, I would say, disarming font. <laughs> it's kind of a happy font. Uh-huh. Sans serif. White print. <laughs> what, are, what are you looking at, dick notes? Dick notes. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the idea of wearing this to school is appealing. <laughs> And the young man wearing it, yeah, has a I'd say contrived quizzical look on his face, mm-hmm. like he's pretending to be confused by something, but he knows exactly what's going on. And he definitely resembles a young Will Muschamp, <laughs> head coach of South Carolina football. <laughs> Here's Styles in another uh, shirt. Here, I mean, it, is, it features the original shirt and also a new shirt. Okay, still Styles. He does have sunglasses on now. Life sucks, then you die. Yeah. Then you die. He has the look of the quintessential mischief maker from 1980s high school comedies. One of my best friends growing up, this is when I was a kid, as opposed to, you know, high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. His older sister was in high school, and this is in the era when people would wear comical buttons, mm-hmm. like on their denim. Yeah. And she had one Yeah. Uh, that says, get ready for a belly tickler here. It says... I'm not as think as you stoned I am. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not as think as you stoned I am. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of her buttons. Yeah. Bit of a meta take there, isn't it? And we thought it was cool because of the implication of illegal street drugs. <laughs> yeah. Not illegal everywhere, of course. Oh, well, in those days. In those days, yeah. yeah. Right. Illegal. Well, coming, st- up on the, coming up on the one hour mark here, so. Yeah, a little, still got a little bit of time. Ah, no, we don't. Yeah, I got 15 minutes, looks like. See, in this one, he looks less Will Muschampy. Mm-hmm. He looks more like a uh, someone lower on the food chain. Do you think anyone would ever mistake you for someone, Dane, who was married to his work? No. Hmm. I hope that I exude apathy on that front. Yeah. Apathy is also a Greek virtue. It literally, it's not, it's not uh, intended to connote laziness so much as it is um, dispassion, I guess. Right? Yeah, you know what? This is... Uh... I don't have a lot to say positive about the aging process, mm-hmm. but there's so much less that I care about as I get older. Mm-hmm. And it's liberating in a sense. So it's liberating, isn't it? I have no desire to travel the world. <laughs> I, I am increasingly hard to outrage. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll probably never watch a sitcom again. <laughs> and I'm fine with like going out to eat once a month. Mm-hmm. Don't need to do it more than that. Yeah. My tastes in alcohol are pretty stabilized. Don't really have a desire to try new things on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, there's just a lot I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And it's liberating, you're saying. It is. Yeah. So, the list is, it grows every day. Like something will happen. I'll be reminded of something. I'll see something, some development or some zeitgeist or something like that. I'll be, wow, I don't care about that. Yeah. And it's nice. And you don't have to... Uh... Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Those little. Now, do you think that you you're more likely to go out more often, or maybe even travel uh, once your once your son's out of the house? I yeah, I could see I could see taking trips with my lovely wife. Uh, do you think you'll rediscover uh, you'll rediscover the spark? Of your, not to say that it's uh, tired or no, but do you think that uh, you'll become like honeymooners again? <clears throat> no, hmm. I, I could see traveling more often, but nothing. I like I'll never have any desire to do to take a trip that requires more than I don't know seven hmm. hours on a plane. I'll never go to Asia, and I'm okay with that. In the song Jackson, I don't know that song. Yeah, you do, but it's by Johnny. Or I don't know if it's by the most popular version of it, uh, sung by Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They say we got married in a fever, hotter than a pepper sprout, but we've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. He mm-hmm. wants to go to Jackson, mm-hmm. and he's going to show them what he's all about. Yep. He's gonna see some ladies. He tells his he tells his wife, "I'm gonna see some ladies," and he's he's a, he's pretty confident about his ability to impress people in Jackson. Well, you know, set the bar low, you can impress a lot of people. And she says, "She says, okay, go ahead, try it. I'm not too worried about it." Yeah. And then she says something about a pony keg, and then the song is over. But it's a great song. What do you think he's gonna do in Jackson? Though? Sounds all right, man. What is there to do in Jackson? Find some trouble. Mm-hmm. Go out by the reservoir. Can you get some south in your mouth down in Jackson? Yeah, you can get some south in your mouth down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have as good a po' boys as, uh, as the Gulf Coast. Little Ray's down there. But uh, yeah, you can, find, you can find some trouble. Is Little Ray's, a, uh, is that a chain or is that a, is that a one-off location? There are, I believe, multiple locations, but only like three or four, two or three, something like that. It's a Biloxi area. Biloxi. Area. I'll say Biloxi. Bil- okay, okay, okay. Well, now it's like there's a U in it. Biloxi. Yes. Okay. And there is a is another town that appears to be called Pass Christian, but it is Pass Christian. <laughs> okay. The county in Mississippi yeah. is Lafayette. Lafayette. The town in Louisiana is Lafayette. Wait, the, the city county? in Kentucky is Louisville. Yeah. The town in Mississippi is Louisville. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. We're covered on that? How much of an Acadian Watch the top knot. How much of an Acadian influence is there in uh, the Gulf Coast of Mississippi? Substantial. Is there? It is. Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of uh, Louisiana elements. It's very unfortunate, but it is what it is. Not a winning football program. That's not one of the elements. Of what? It drifted over from Louisiana. You don't even know what the f- you're talking about, boy. I think accidentally I do. Talking about high school? What are you talking about? College football. It's because we have three Division One schools in a city without the, in a state without the population to support that. If we <laughs> went, if we did it Nebraska style and had one flagship university, we'd beat that ass. <laughs> Mississippi has the best per capita high school football in the country. Texas can kiss my ass. Alabama can suck it. You are definitely reading from from a chat room post that you put up. <laughs> I just, I just fired up my. I got a file where I save all my message board posts. <laughs> Opened it up. You're, you're, you have a top ten list. <laughs> <laughs> my home address is on my profile. You got something to say? You know where to find me. <laughs> have you ever challenged anyone or been challenged to meet at a certain place at a certain time? Yes. To the end of fisticuffs. Yes, Phillies fan. When I oh oh in a professional capacity yeah 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 when okay. I, I I wrote something saying Jimmy Rollins was not the best MVP choice in whatever year that was it's not something I'd remotely give a shit about now mm-hmm. but apparently it moved me to write something back then and he in the comment section he left his physical address <laughs> and like anytime you're in town you know where to find me we'll talk about who's the MVP or something like that yeah because you had slighted Jimmy Rollins right yeah and. I can think of one condition in which that would have been somewhat acceptable. Uh-huh. Was it Jimmy Rollins who left the message? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it was. Yeah. That would, uh, I would respect the hell out of that. Yeah. <laughs> if some... No. I would absolutely respect Jimmy Rollins dropping his home address in the comment section <laughs> in order to fight. Yeah. I'd let him, I'd let him kick me in the ribs. Run and start and everything. I did see, uh, this is going to annoy you, but I think at the end, you'll be fine with it. I think that you'll have a certain <laughs> amount of respect. I occasionally will watch uh, uh, clips from Jimmy Kimmel's late oh, night program. 
Ooh, I'm sorry. Okay. Don't, I'm sorry. don't, don't tell a big story. Okay, it's not a big it. story. But he had on, uh, I think last night he had on uh, the actor Sam Rockwell, who <sighs> I have liked in a number of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get to it. Get to it. And uh, there was an article suggesting that it was a review of of the whatever movie, uh, Three Billboards movie Sam Rockwell was most recently, mm-hmm. and for which he yep, 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 yep. has been nominated. And <laughs> one of the messages, one of the comments in the review on the New York Times. <laughs> Was from Sam Rockwell's dad, and he was, like, and he was like, "I like, I like this movie a lot. I think a lot. Of, I think it had to do with the fact that my son was in it." He said, "I would have still liked the movie, but I think I liked it more because he was in it." Right. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of sweet. That. I can respect that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, it was that's, a good, sweet. that's a good Papa Bear. Good Papa Bear Rockwell. That's a good little job. bit how there's like a I don't know what the age cutoff is, but people above a certain age, that's how they treat the internet. Mm-hmm. They say, "Oh, I need to say something about this." <laughs> I certainly can't let this pass. My dad has has recently joined Twitter. Really? Why yeah, would he I, do that? Well, I know because he's begun retweeting. Well, actually, he's begun retweeting everything I I add to social media platform Twitter dot com. Okay. Although there has been actually one exception, which is the uh, which was the announcement of this of the recording of this program. <laughs> For which I know he is, he does not care. He I does not care. <laughs> he does not. He's listened to it and he said that he doesn't understand it and he doesn't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says I don't. I don't know what you're doing there, and it. I don't understand it. Interesting. <clears throat> but he uses Twitter for two reasons: one, to retweet and like everything that I put on it. Okay. And also to inform. <laughs> In <laughs> whenever Donald Trump tweets, and then he, what he will do is he takes issue with the first person who criticizes Donald Trump. <laughs> so, so just looking down, you know, there's like a graphic designer in Delaware who uh-huh. says, uh, "Who says you you lie about DACA?" And then my dad will respond something to the effect of. No, you're lying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which now I should preface all this by saying I love my father, but I uh-huh. also think this is just an example of just like how for for people in a certain above a certain age, like it's like Twitter is like a small town for them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And and no no utterance can can go unchecked, especially if it runs contrary to one's own beliefs. It just isn't possible. It's like no, he said this graphic designer said something with which I disagree. And how is he going to know that I disagree with him unless I make a point of you know? This shall not stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this graphic designer. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, that oh man. That's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. He's I, pretty, I, I, just, I'm just I'm amazed that he wants to be on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. he, he he posts a lot on Facebook too. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, hey, that's supportive. I, I you know, I'd appreciate if you would retweet if he would retweet our podcast. Though. I'll tell you what. When <laughs> three weeks from now, when I publish this, <laughs> I will, <laughs> I will specifically tweet something out. You know, something to the effect of. Uh, had you know had to labor through another hour with mm-hmm. com Ion Baseball's Dane Perry and uh, and then I will monitor it <laughs> to see if it receives a retweet from my father. Okay, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And we'll and I'll I will attempt to keep track of some sort of uh, you know percentage for him on the way. Okay, to to see like what other you know what percentage of my other uh, tweets he. Uh, he decides that he needs. I have to some hear. breaking baseball news here. I need to interject here. Okay. The Yankees mm. have acquired Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson from the Rangers. The Yankees have acquired Seahawks quarterback yeah. Russell Wilson. Yeah. From the Rangers. Hmm. I mean, his, what, so his rights are. What do you think about that, man? His rights belong to belonged to the Rangers. Yep. And now they belong to the New York Yankees. I would guess it's essentially just so he'll show up in spring training and. You know, not unlike Garth Brooks. Remember Garth Brooks playing for the Padres in spring training? I don't good. remember that. That would be Those a sight. Those were good days. What about, how would you 
characterize Garth Brooks' physique at that time? Uh, uh you know, I mean, uh, it could have uh, played first base. Yeah, you know, with that with that undercarriage. Yeah. Was he? Was he? Would you say that he resembled Steve Balboni? Uh, when Garth Brooks became Chris Gaines. Yeah, what was that? His his rock alter ego. Yeah. Now you don't need that in country music. You can just be whoever you are, still. Can you? I believe your cousins, uh, haven't they enjoyed some success? I mean, it's niece and nephews, and I'm not going to discuss that. Niece and nephews have enjoyed some success in a blurring the lines of, of the genres, genre-bending music. No? Is the reason you don't want to talk about it because it's just another example of the way in which your brother has succeeded in ways that you never could dream? Is it adding injury to insult or insult, insult to injury or insult? I think it's just adding insult to greater insult, doesn't it? The success, not only the fact that your your brother is a um, successful lawyer, right, with with land, but also that his children are, have also uh, done quite well. That must hurt. Must hurt. Well, it looks like we fit the hour mark, Dane Perry. I'd like to thank my guest, Dane Perry of CBSSports.com's I Am Baseball. I'm my, Carson uh, Sestouli. My brother's a doctor, not a lawyer. This has been Fake Arts Audio. 